I'm thinking of adding an intro to these episodes that basically goes sorry in advance for what you're about to listen to because it's probably going to be really shit like Steve at Bart- Stephen Bartlett style <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one's listening but if you are keep, keep it to yourself. yourself so cringe isn't it and the thing is he doesn't want people to keep it to themselves yeah he wants you to share that you listen to it so that more people listen to it and more people listen more people use code Stephen20 to get 20% off their Huel order and then he gets cash money win-win influencer life welcome to this week's shit chat episode i'm ali bull and i'm alice benham great intro ali thank well you done. i feel like these shit chat episodes are just me touring around my friends <laughs> and it's going to be really awkward when in probably about three months i've run out of people three months is optimistic i know that's what 12 friends oh no because there's only two per month that's okay. only six friends we can do that yeah you're number three. I think I've got nine friends in me. I feel quite privileged to be number three and also to be here. Wow. Like, I know jack shit about business, really. <laughs> and I've been trying to, like, come up with a way to get on this podcast for a while now. So when you launched Shit Chat or you thought, whatever this is, this is my is chance. Called, yeah, I was like, this is my time to shine. I've been waiting for this one. I was waiting for the call. My home Sat friends. Sat there staring at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it rang. It's an honour to have you here. Thank I've, you. I've been on your podcast. You which, have. Rest in peace. Yeah, doesn't exist anymore, but it had a great time. It had a great time. And as we have discussed before we started recording, I still pay £5 a month to keep it on Spotify. So it is out there. I have the same thing. There's another podcast I used to host called Wish We Knew with my friend Vix. And every month I just see the little £5 come through. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Am I going to be like 75 still paying that? I would probably be 50 quid at that point, the way inflation's going. But when will I just take it off the face of the internet? Oh, always. Mine mine will stay on. Libsyn comes out every month. And then I see the little um, transaction fee as well for overseas payment. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, will this be the month I finally came and take it down? No, no. You know, when you see those money saving tips, like go through your direct debits and cancel the ones you don't need. I wonder how unnecessary a podcast that you haven't hosted for over a year sits on that list. It's up there with priority number one. But she's still paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Things that we love to see. <laughs> right, should we begin with a little bit of high-low? Yes, go for it. I feel like we should give context to this episode, preempting that it might be a little bit chaotic, in that it is currently 9pm. We have been driving for three hours this evening in the car. So who knows what might happen? Who knows? I'm feeling slightly delirious. I almost burst into tears before we hit record. Because I, <laughs> I spilled my coffee and I just... We're a bit close to the edge. <laughs> it feels like the end of a really long week. It's literally Tuesday. I know. And I don't really think I've even achieved a lot this week. I've just done a lot of travelling to places, not really done a lot. Yeah, I feel like it's been quite a busy week, but also I've not really done anything meaningful. <laughs> There's still people emailing me going, have you done that thing that you said you'd do? And yeah. I go, no. I'll add it to my to-do list for tomorrow that I'll then look at on Thursday. I know. I'm so bad at telling people I'll do things and then I don't do it. Oh, I'm awful. I'm currently doing a course as well that's all about my time management and I don't think I've learned anything in the past month. Sometimes I think, or maybe I'll give like a bigger timeline than I actually think I'll meet and then I still don't even meet that. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, I'll definitely get it done by the end of the week. So I'll tell them next week, three weeks later. Yeah. Sorry for the delay. (laughs) I am an over-promiser. Because I, I don't want to disappoint people and say, like, oh, it's going to be another week. So I'll yeah. be like, oh, Wednesday. Actually, I have promised someone something tomorrow that we know for sure I'm not getting them tomorrow. But Jess, who you know and who I live with, uh, we always joke about what we mean when we say end of play. 
So you know when you say like, oh, I'll get that document to you by like end of play Wednesday. We always joke that what that actually means is 8 a.m. Thursday. So like if I'm going to get it to you the end of one day, I'm actually going to do it at 7 a.m. the next day. As long as you've got it at your desk the yes, next day. That's like that. Technically the rules. But that will come and bite me the day that someone actually wants something at 5 p.m. End of and play. And I'm going... Well, I was going to do it tomorrow morning. That's one of those phrases, isn't it? That like no one actually really says, but then everyone just starts saying. Like I even say it to people over email. I'll get to you end of play. Who do I think I am? I what know. is end of play? EOP. Yeah. What's with the corporate speak? Yeah, I quite like it sometimes. Yeah. I like to talk about circling back. Oh, circle back. Stick Big. it in the refrigerator. We'll snack on it later. Oh, I've never heard that one. <laughs> yeah. You're one more for your a, meetings, everyone. You're more of a corporate girly than me, though. So Do you think? You have a job. I don't have a job. <laughs> you're unemployed. <laughs> That's, this is all just one big ruse. Yeah. She's not actually business and marketing at all. No. I like the way that you just stopped at business and marketing there, by the way, and that's because you don't actually know what my job is. <laughs> we, I say <laughs> to Al all the time that she needs to ask us all what she does for a living because... You've got no I know. Job. I think I've got it. A business and marketing yeah. strategist. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Do you, you help small businesses yeah. to level up their... Some good words. Marketing. Yeah. Strategy. Perfect. Yeah? Yeah. Just put some buzzwords in there. Oh, I've actually nailed that. Yeah, Thank that you. is actually well, quite that good. that is marketing, though. It's just a lot of buzzwords. Because yeah, I try and get my head around it sometimes. I just think, I think it's a lot of bullshitting. I'm no, not I saying don't. your job is bullshitting <laughs> and that people pay you to bullshit for a living. But, like, right. I just don't think I can... Like, I'm a very brief person. Yeah, I don't think marketing would be for you. No, I don't think you've got enough fluff in you. I that I just can't do fluff. That's why I don't work in politics. Mm. I work in journalism. Marketing is turning what could be a one-page email into a forty-five-page PDF proposal. Yeah. Whereas if you see my emails, it's literally a line. Aggressive. Yeah. I rate that point. though. Yeah. Big dick energy. Yeah. Fire email. That section, by the way, started by me disclaiming that we might go on some tangents because <laughs> we're tired. So. Uh, Point in case. Ali, let's do a little bit of high-low. Should we start with our lows so we can end on a high? Yep. What is your low? My low this week is... I was out for my little lunchtime run yesterday. She's already mentioned running once. <laughs> Should I get a tally chart going? If anyone is listening to this at an appropriate time to drink and enjoys alcoholic beverages, you may want to play a drinking game today called Ali Talks About Running. Something you're going to learn about Ali, she's a very passionate runner. Gear up, everyone. Grab yep. that drink, grab that bottle. So I was heading out on my lunchtime run. Yeah. And I was about 0.3 towards the end. 9.97 kilometres of my 10 kilometre run. Walking along the... Walking along? Running along the pavement. I was going to say. A dog charged out of nowhere. <gasps> what kind of dog? I don't even know. It just came out like a light. And then I was sort of, you know, concentrating ahead of me. Whammed into my shim. I got knocked off balance. No. Literally, as soon as it hit into me, I was like, that is a bruise. That is a bruise instantly. Thank God I was at the end. I actually limped home. Oh, no. And I just looked at the owner. And his face was like, what were you doing there running on the path? He was. He thought you ran into the his audacity. dog. Yeah, it was like the opposite. I was like, oh, I'm just here on the pavement minding my own business. Was trying, the dog trying to be healthy. Um, the dog was fine. He just ran off. Oh. My shin was not. And now I've got a fat bruise today, as no. expected. Yeah, not I bruise like a peach. So do I. Literally, like, you touch me and I'm bruised. Wow. Yeah. Should we test that? Shall we? <laughs> Lob something at Come you. Come over here, punch me now. Yeah, and then we'll check at the end of the recording yeah. if you've got a bruise or not. How quick it's developed. 
I feel like that is a low, not just because of the bruise and the dog, but also it's the feeling afterwards when you've had a bit of a, a conflict with someone and then you're just run, running it over in your head and you're like, oh, should have said this to the man with the dog. Should have said that. And you're like remembering it all. Yeah, I, find I just that quite stressful. Like a fool, you know? Mm. What, would you do it, what would you do if it happened again? I might kick off more. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I might kick the dog. <laughs> like, right. Didn't we yeah, need to circle back? Yeah, maybe him down. Uh, no, I think I'd, you know, maybe throw a fist at him. Keep your dog on a fucking lead. Yeah, yeah maybe give it some of that. Keep In reality, I probably just looked at him, looked a little bit scared and not of the dog, just of the situation. Yeah. And then limped off. Wow, limped off. I don't off. really do aggression. I'm not really, really no. good at giving them what for. We bond over our lack of external emotions. <laughs> <don't> we, <Ali? laughs> yeah, it's a great life, not, not feeling the highs and not feeling the lows. So yeah, if anything, when you say high, low pretty hard for me to do because <laughs> I stick somewhere around the middle most it's of the time. It's just kind of like, oh, this was all right and this was not great. Cool. Yeah. That's our version of high kind low. Of a little bit of shit and yeah. My low is that I had to be the Royal Mail today and it was slightly yeah. exhausting. And do you know what? I've got a new respect for them. It's quite tiring driving around the country. So a bit of a story for the listeners. I, I was about to <laughs> explain the context of that I run a business. I'd hope they maybe understand that at this point. But the product shop that I run on paper, um, we've got some launches coming up, new products, yada, yada, yada. Today, things needed to get from my printers to my photographers. My photographer, brilliant lady called Veronica, lives in Bristol. She's taking some photos. She needs the product. Simple, right? Just send it via Royal Mail. Well, there's delays this week so you can't get anything from a to b with any trust that it's going to get there and i work on such tight timelines that that just doesn't work for me so today i had to drive to swindon to my printers then to bristol then i drove through bath to pick you up my little company home oh yeah um and i mean it was a nice time i enjoyed seeing my printers and seeing veronica but you know six hours in a car probably probably unnecessarily yeah. If I'm honest with you. Royal Mail aren't putting in the work at the moment. They're really not. Do you know who is though? Like courier services. They are damn good. I got something couriered to me today because I needed it for work for like a shoot we were doing. Absolutely first class service. I once had someone send me something via an Uber and it was a really surreal How does that moment. work? Do they just order the Uber, place the item in yes. it and send it on its way? Yeah. How was, do they know it's going to get there, though? I know. It was on a work project I did, I think, a year and a bit ago. And it, it was a video shoot. And I was at the hotel and they were still at the studio. It was at the end of the day we just filmed. And I'd left my trainers at the studio. And I text them and went, oh, my gosh, I've just realised I forgot my trainers. Like, we've wrapped for the week. I'm not coming back to the studio. Like, when? how can I get them? And she just said, as if it was nothing, like, oh, no worries. I'll just pop them in an Uber. <laughs> and so an Uber just turned up outside my hotel and this guy's like, oh, they're in the back. And just on the back seat, it was my trainers. I would not trust that. Right? Also, also very, very she, bougie way of sending trainers. Yeah, also, that's a lot of trust in that Uber driver. Because he, what if he went off with your shoes? Who's paying for them then? I mean, there were only Nike Air Forces. I don't think there wasn't not much going off. for them. I don't think I'd put like a baby or a puppy in an Uber. Yeah, but what, yeah what would you risk in an Uber? I think I'd, I'd risk my laptop. Would you? I'm a very trusting person. Yeah, that's too trusting. I assume the best of people. And it I'll tell you what, it's yet to have let me down. <laughs> me in two weeks. Hi, guys. No episode this week because uh, my laptop's been stolen. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the back of the Uber the other night. So, yeah, that's my low, is that I was driving about. But let's get on to the highs. What's your high of the week? 
My high of the week, this is such a self-indulgent high of the week. Do it. I'm just going to say, my skin is the best it has been in a very long time. And that's me. Thank you. It's very, like, you know, very physical, very surface level one. But as someone who has had an up and down with their skin, it's been a journey over Mm. the past year. And, yeah, the past month, clearing up, on our way. Things we love good. to see. Yeah. Fit girl fool, everybody. Fit girl fool. He's in Get progress. Hot girl summer. Fit girl fool. It's all about fit girl fool. Us. It is cuffing season. It is. So it's a great time to be looking your best. For people that aren't familiar, apparently some people don't know what cuffing season is. Really? Like, I was talking to someone about it the other day and they thought it was to do the handcuffs. I was like, Ooh. not my kind of cuffing season. Um, but yeah, cuffing season is, is basically where everyone gets into relationships at this time of year it has legs you know like i can see the theory behind it it's yeah. colder there's less on you're not in the beer garden quite so much no why not take a little swipe on hinge and you want a cozy night in yeah you do and a boyfriend or a girlfriend can give you that you can and mm. then roll around spring again it all falls apart here we go again here we go Hot again girl summer jumping back actually circling back to your skin any hot tips for the listeners i mean mine is more pcos related i think if anybody Mm. suffers so i have really bad facial hair and i've been getting laser on it all year hello hello laser hair removal absolutely changed my life not the cheapest option i will say i think it should be available on the nhs for people who Mm. have pcos because i'm very lucky in that i can afford to pay for my laser hair removal yeah but i just think there is some women who must, must be like so insecure about how they look and it is such a drain like i can't even tell you like Mm. having to shave that often everything around it so the fact that it's finally made a difference and then my skin's cleared again as a result it just is little things like that that really like eat into your self-confidence that makes such a difference um so that for me has been a massive game changer so unfortunately i can't really i can't really reveal any skincare tips (laughs) or anything like that 800 pound on laser hair removal that is my god that is expensive isn't it i actually don't even want to think about how much it has cost me in general but you've got to think about the benefit the long-term how you feel how you look i mean it's how you feel is the most important thing isn't it yeah confidence and everything else i'm about to start some laser hair removal i have to wait for my tan to fade yes this is the thing you have to be super pale so all summer she's been like have you been tanning your face and like I have to like remove it all before I go. I like I, I feel shamed by my uh, laser lady, but she can't know I think tan. I know it's like two different realities. Like I thought the whole thing was meant to be about being tanned, and now suddenly I'm discovering actually you don't want to be tanned. No, but you know, just wait for, wait for the depths of winter, and then my hair shall be lasered off. ASAP Smooth working. as a baby's bum. That is the plan. So love that high from you. Thank you. It's a great one. My high actually slightly fake tan related. If we're going to force a, a segue here, I think, if I'm allowed to say it myself, Red Shirt Man and I did a very good couples costume for Halloween at the weekend. Like it. Was this your first couples costume? It was. Was it? Yeah. So last Halloween, we were dating. But you, remember, we went out. We did. Yeah. Sent him some pics just to, you know, show him... Show him what he was missing. <laughs> because he couldn't come to the singles event that we all went to to oh, celebrate yeah. Halloween. That is weird, isn't it? It all but worked yeah. out. Yeah, it worked out in the end. So yeah, we didn't have Halloween together last year. So this felt like a real test, you know, the first year. First Halloween, first Christmas. <laughs> but like it's a big first, milestone. Yeah, first, you know, like with babies, they have those little like plaques and they take pictures of the baby with like first bit of hair, first tooth. Oh yeah. First day of school. Should do that, but with Red Shirt Man. Love that. A bit too late now, really, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Had quite a few firsts. 
And you went as? He went as Joe Exotic from Tiger King. And I went as, depending how you want to interpret it, either a tiger or Carol Baskin. People just thought I was one of the two and I was fine with that. I think Um, that was quite a bold choice from you two. Like, some might say quite retro. Well... We, lo- we love a trend when it's gone. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Two years later, I'm rocking up as Tiger King at Halloween. Yeah, it was very in in 2020. So we thought, let's wait till 2022. You don't want to do the obvious costume. You know, last year, everyone was in Squid Games. Yes, that is true. You know, it's like you, you, you don't want to fall for the... What was the trend this year? It's a good question. I was just thinking that. I saw a good Insulate Britain Halloween costume. Wow. Do you know what's in this year? Liz Truss. That is. I saw a lot of devils carrying lettuces. Yeah, and just lots general of lettuce costumes. One of our friends went as a skeleton with a Liz Truss whiz. Whiz? With a Liz Truss wig because he was Liz Truss gone. Yeah. So yeah, she was a pretty hot, hot outfit this year. I am very glad I recently dyed my hair brown because I feel like I had a bit of a Liz Truss haircut going on when I was blonde, short, blonde Ooh. bob. I, think I didn't I went see brown it at but the right time. I didn't see it, but now I am. Yeah, the resemblance, right? Yeah, there was a bit of Liz going on. In fact, on you've there. never seen us in the same room together. No, 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 no. This isn't me coming out to Tory, by the way. Just like to make clear. What's your name, Alfie Days? <laughs> I would like to clarify, I am not a Tory. Possibly the greatest meme of all time. Oh, honestly. Do you think he copyrights that? I'd hope so. For anyone that's not got context, Alfie Days, one of the retro British YouTubers. Brick crew. Brick crew. We grew up with them, didn't we? Watching them on YouTube. He did a video that I think he got loads of hate for where he came across as very kind of... It was like living on a pound for a day, but he didn't actually live on the pound for a day because he got like an Uber to the gym. And then... Didn't he get like free Krispy Kremes or something? Yes, because the guy in the shop recognised him. (laughs) So he basically got called out for just being like out of touch and privileged and he did an apology video and there's just this section of it where he just goes, like looks dead in the camera. I have to confirm... I am not and will never be a Tory. It's so good. Iconic, yeah. honestly. Me when I shop in M&S. Me, <laughs> me getting my rap on the way down to this podcast, actually. Yeah, true. We did a lot of M&S shop on the way here. We did, but not a Tory. Normally shop in Lidl. Thank you for confirming that. You're really welcome. appreciate it. Speaking of Halloween, I would like to talk about trick-or-treating because... I was walking down my street last night, coming home from work, and I saw loads of kids on the road out trick-or-treating, but they couldn't find any houses to knock on the doors of because on our street, and obviously I don't know about this, I've only just moved, but I got a little note through the door. There's a note that goes through the door a couple of days before Halloween that says, we'll only knock on your door if you put this picture of a pumpkin on your front door. Or if you put a physical pumpkin outside, I guess it's basically a signal that's like, we are open to trick-or-treaters. I was like, that's a really smart concept. I won't lie, I didn't put it on my front door because we live in a, we've got multiple people in this house. So I was like, oh, just leave it. But then I felt really guilty because as I walked down the street, these little kids couldn't find anyone that was willing to welcome a trick-or-treater. There was literally no one in the whole street. There was like a couple maybe, but I could audibly hear multiple groups as they walked down going, come on kids, let's try and find another one. Or, oh, there's no, houses here that want us to trick or treat oh that's quite sad i know i did feel quite sad for them i was half tempted to run in my house and grab you know some protein bars and packets of monster munch to give to them but well this is it right we had a kid knock on our door at about 5 p.m 
and I had forgotten it was Halloween. I opened it up. I'm thinking, who the bloody hell is this? <laughs> Delivery. <laughs> yeah. I honestly thought it was DPD for me. I opened it up, little kid's like, trick or treat. Oh no. I had to tell her that I literally didn't have anything in. All I had was like vitamin D supplements. Like yeah, you, you can't be dealing drugs. Poor little kid doesn't want that. Yeah, can't, can't be dealing little sweets to kids. Um, yeah, and her dad was like, come on, we'll go find another house. Oh. But then when I think about it, I'm sorry, trick-or-treating is a weird concept. Yeah. Like, why do just kids knock on a door, yell trick-or-treat, but they're pretty much demanding treats. And like, just expect you to give them something. Yeah. Then they just, like, thrust out their basket, expect... Also, can we talk about the cost, the sweets and chocolate? Now, I... I mean, you know me, Ali. Pretty lax with the old spending. You know, never on too tight of a budget. I'm not saying we've got the money to do that, but, you know... I just don't really think too much about what I'm spending sometimes. I was in the shops at the weekend and I was like, oh, I'll get some sweets in for the trick-or-treaters. Like, that would be nice, you know? Because I've never lived in a place where we've really had trick-or-treaters. So I was like, oh, that would be fun. I went to buy a bag of chocolate and I kind of did some maths in my head, you know, very family-friendly area we live in. You know, maybe we'll have 20 kids, right? A bag of 20 chocolates, four pounds. Really? Four pounds. That's quite a lot. And I thought, that's me being, you know, frugal. I probably need more than 20. You don't want to run out. Well, yeah, especially when the kids get all grabby and you're like, just one, and they're like, well, three. Yeah, exactly. And so I just think, you know, in this, in the cost of living crisis we're in, the audacity, really, to expect that people are going to pay to buy you chocolate. Yeah, that's a lot. And they don't even know you. Maybe you could just, like, write down some inspirational quotes. Oh, that's Kind of like idea. Boss Babe, Pinterest style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put them in, like, a little bowl. And then next year, trick or treat. Just hand out like a quote. Stunning. Or tips. Yeah. <laughs> Some business tips. Some business life hacks. And I'll be like, look, I know that you don't think this is as valuable as chocolate, but if you really take this tip on board, you'll be able to buy a hundred chocolate bars. <laughs> and um, your little Instagram's tagged at the bottom. Hey, oh, follow me. Absolutely. I mean I could give out on paper stationery. Do you want a wall planner? Do you want a desk pad? Do you want some post-it notes? Oh, that's honestly how I felt with the girl who knocked on my door. Like, like, what, what do I, you want from me? Yeah, what have I got that I can give her? Maybe like, you, got, you want some clothes or... Are you telling me you couldn't have just scrounged in your kitchen and found something? You right. didn't have anything in? I am a health journalist for a living and I don't want to sound like a massive wanker. The, the most confectionery style thing I had in my kitchen was 85% dark chocolate. This five-year-old kid is not wanting 85% dark chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Or an empty jar of peanut butter. I, or maybe a protein bar is potentially mm. the most like sweet thing I had in there. But That's I have hilarious. nothing in. I actually don't even have any emergency chocolate because my dark chocolate is like my... Wow. I need to get a life. Yeah, you need to do some personal I actually work need to do there. some deep, hard thinking here. I literally have no... Yeah, I just don't have anything like that in. I've said to Red Shirt Man, he should have a secret stash of chocolate and wine that I don't know about. Because I always think I don't need more of those two things. And I always need more. That is a good idea. But then I know, it, I'll know it's there. That's the thing. I feel like you can't create your own secret stash. Because no. that's not a secret stash. I need to level up my game here. My yeah, you really do. But then I live about two minutes from the shops. So really, if I'm that desperate for something, I can go out. I tell you my peak laziness at the weekend, right? You, so you know where I live. There are three large supermarkets within three minute walk i ordered a delivery of food <laughs> from the shops yeah i was in bed about 10 a.m saturday and i thought oh, i really fancy brunch you know halloumi sausages bacon eggs a bit of sourdough and i thought god i just cannot cannot make it to a shop <laughs> opened an app 
It was there in 10 minutes. Wow. That is stunning. laziness. Uh, I like to think of it as efficiency and contributing to the economy. That is... Because I'm keeping delivery people in a job. I like that. Marketing 101 over there. How can we spin this in a <laughs> positive light? always an angle, Ali. I like it. That I like it. That is what you'll learn. I had um, ex-Benedict at the weekend because mm. Lidl now have their Christmas range in. And I was like, oh, holidays. Love this. Stan. Right. It comes in a jar. And now, like, you don't typically have cold holidays, do you? You warm it up a little bit. I controversially have actually never had eggs benedict hollandaise whatever this is you're talking about but having seen it i would expect it to be a warm liquid this is what i thought took it out the jar put some in a pot put it in the microwave yeah it split went all like buttery and weird i was like okay well i'm running low on hollandaise now let's just go with it cold for this one Mm. yesterday rolled around this is probably another low point in my life actually oh gosh I was like, right, let's use the leftovers for lunch. I'll make another eggs benedict. This really goes to show the differences in our lives here. Yeah, Me on my really lunch break. Does. I'll just make myself up an eggs benedict with my 85% dark chocolate in the cupboard. I'm trying to think what I had for lunch yesterday <laughs> in contrast. I think I had... Some fridge raiders. Maybe a baby bell. Yeah, pretty sure I had some pombers. Love that. Had a baby bell. Innocent smoothie. Brilliant. Can't remember what I had as a sandwich. But anyway, we digress. Back to the story. Yeah, so I had one one more chance with this hollandaise. I yep. thought, no, it's got to be heated up. We had a chat in my family group chat. They were all like, no, it wouldn't be cold, wouldn't be cold. I put it in the microwave for all of what, like seven seconds. It started splitting again. And I was like, no, 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 I don't have time for this. You can't waste your hollandaise. No, so I ended up having to kind of like try and stir it back together. It was a little bit split and... Mm. It was just not not my finest eggs benedict I've ever done, but... So listeners, if you have any insights to help Ali... Yeah, just hollandaise. Maybe I should just actually just maybe go back to M&S hollandaise again. Yeah. Not a Tory, but... <laughs> Keep disclaiming that you're not a Tory. <laughs> the, the hollandaise is slightly superior, I have to say. Yeah, not sold on the hit little uh, hollandaise. M&S is deceptively cheap sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to really add sometimes in there. Alfie Day's over here. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring out an apology N- next podcast episode. <laughs> Hi guys, I've messed up. I I stand by it. It is not affordable in most ways, but their fruit and veg and their meat and their basics is actually quite competitive with Tesco. I'm not saying it's competitive with Aldi and Lidl, but Tesco is my go-to and I did a food shop at M&S and it was the same price. Interesting. Yeah, like a loaf of bread, eggs, like I said, fruit, veg, meat all very similar prices where you start to rack up your bill in M&S is the little three for seven pound party bits you know oh. and you're getting your little pot with cheese in it your yeah. little meats and that's where the money's going also they do have an exotic selection of veg like the mushrooms you can get beautiful don't Different like mushrooms pumpkins, wouldn't know all sorts but I do agree the one thing I wouldn't buy at M&S laundry powder or anything like that Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're doing your entire food shop at M&S, that would be having questions. That would give me concerns about yeah. someone. That red flags. Should, that should be something you ask in dating, really, shouldn't it? I remember I had a real red flag with the guy I dated. I say dated. We went on, I think, one date. It was actually on Boxing Day. You went on a date on <laughs> Boxing Day? This is a... Was your family Christmas that story. bad? <laughs> well, no, this was, this was 2020. Gosh, this was... I think it was a bit illegal. Yeah. What well, it was It was a walk. And then we went to Tesco. Romantic. Yeah. 
which I think was legal. I can't remember what what tier we were in at that point. I you don't went know. on a walk and then went to check out the Boxing Day sales at Tesco. Get us to have a cheeky turkey on discount. Yeah, stunning. Well, you couldn't do anything else, could you? Nothing was open. <laughs> you had to, had to make with what you got. But yeah, I lived by myself at the time, so I'd hosted Christmas for my family, and then they'd all gone home on Christmas Day. I remember Boxing Day being like, well, what am I going to do? Opened Hinge, found a date, went on a date with him, cannot even remember his name, which says everything. And I was kind of thinking, like, you're not really my vibe. And then we went into Tesco, and I was like, what's your favourite supermarket? He was like, I haven't got one. I was like, what's your favourite crisp? Haven't got one. And I did, Where's that, your personality? Haven't you got one? that's when I knew he wasn't for me. I was like, if you haven't got a favourite supermarket, you're a weirdo. Yeah, that is weird. Also, I'm sorry, but anyone that's on Hinge over the holiday season... It's like work in my eyes. Like Excuse there's like a me. Christmas shutdown. I was on Hinge on yeah, the holiday flag. season. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. Dating pauses from about December the 23rd until 2nd of January. Interesting. Yeah. Goes on a little bit of annual leave. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Gotta take some time out, some R&R. Yeah, you do need to take a bit of a break. And I mean, no one's that important to text on Christmas Day. No, they're not. Although... Christmas Day is one of those days, like a birthday, where they all come out of the woodwork. Like, the entire WhatsApp archive comes out to play. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, wait, not happy birthday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hope you have a lovely one with the family. Thank you. I find that weird. See, I don't send Christmas texts. I don't to friends either. But I get them. Not show off. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's, they, there's a few... They come th- flooding in 5am Christmas morning. Honestly, it's like that scene in Harry Potter where all the envelopes are flying around. <laughs> Everyone just desperate to wish me a Merry Christmas. But no, I, I, I actually get a couple of texts and I'm like, first of all, like, thank you. It's nice. But do you not want to... Yeah. Do you not want to hang out with you? Like, why are you texting? And it's not often usually like close friends. It's yeah, like, it's, it's like, like randomers. The, like the wider circle. Maybe that's like the new Christmas card. Because you know, like how that's stopping now. It's only really like grandparents that send Christmas cards. Maybe yeah. this is it. The WhatsApp. Yeah. Maybe ordinarily mm. you would get a Christmas card from a guy you went on two dates with and then ghosted you. I love that. What you get is a cheeky WhatsApp DM on Christmas Day. Interesting. Right, I'm going to have you back on the podcast after Christmas Day and we're going to. I'll scroll about... through the phone, see how many we've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? On my birthday this year, I got a full hat trick. There was not a single man in my WhatsApp archives that didn't wish me happy birthday. Wow. It was quite impressive, actually. That is and impressive. Even one of them, I got a missed call from. And then we said no more about it. I didn't contact him. He didn't contact me. But yeah. I saw that missed call. It's like when someone sends a message and then deletes it. You just pretend that nothing's happened. Yeah, why do they do that? Probes Own up are. to it. Yeah. Say it with your chest. Exactly. So there is a reason, Ali, why I've got you on this week's Shit Chat episode. There is. There is indeed. Uh, we have mentioned already Ali's love for running. She even has actually an Instagram account called Ali Goes Running. Because she loves to run so much. And I, as a non-lover of running, have recently found out that uh, in April next year... Is it April? It is April. April good next to know year. what date you're... Yeah, really good. I don't think it's even in my diary, if I'm honest with you. I'm still <laughs> avoiding it. Uh, April next year, I will be running the London Marathon. Whoop, whoop, whoop! And you're running it too. I'm running it too. I think I'm more excited that you're running it than you are. Yeah. Yeah. You completely are. I drunkenly mentioned to you a few weeks ago that I had the opportunity to do it and immediately regretted telling you because yeah. you were then messaging me the next week like are you doing it then? Are you, <laughs> are you doing it? Sending inspirational messages like this is what it could feel like. 
I was like, Ali, I've kind of just talked about it like for fun. No, don't think it's really going to happen. And uh, look, it's now a reality. It is happening. We're yeah. very much in it for for different reasons, I would yes. say. You know, you are a very impressive runner. Thank you. You will be running in under three and a half hours, which is, I can't wrap my head around. Me, not so much. <laughs> uh, I've, I will openly admit I'm doing it for attention. I just quite like the idea of a lot of people clapping me. Yeah, and it's a good feeling. Thinking that I'm a great person. I think of that inspirational Instagram post you can put after. Ah, uh, that is the motivation. Yeah, really is. I like also that I got excited about the thought of us having like a nice celebration together after two Ali B's, post marathon beers. And then you were like, I literally will rock up about an hour and a half after you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be three pints down at the pub, ready to go home, call it day. Yeah. Ali will, be off, Ali will be off to the kebab band tomorrow yeah. night and I'll still be finishing the crossing the finish line like hi guys clapping in the dark oh. literally oh I hope I'm not like swept up at the back no that's my fear you'll be in the bit where actually there's quite a lot of support there's like a sweet spot I feel for the marathon where what? actually of shit runners <laughs> yeah oh these guys really need it um no you've got like the people at the front who just like they don't even acknowledge the people cheering no i found that because i went to watch i was going to say i went to watch you run it you went in it this year a couple of other friends liam who's been on the podcast and some other people i know ran it this year and we were cheering the people that were like right at the front like the elites and stuff they don't give a shit if anything you're annoying them honestly you're you're an inconvenience like they are just running they don't care won't even they won't even look in your direction no they don't want to mess up the aerodynamics no and then slowly it trickles through Mm. people start to like acknowledge you a bit more then you get a few air punches you're yelling people's names i was on the megaphone i was actually a little bit overzealous with the cheering this london marathon yeah you felt a bit ill afterwards i did i woke up the next day and i had chicago literally the week after that i was running stop right there sorry ali says i had chicago or i'm going to chicago or i'm doing chicago ali thinks that everyone is a runner we don't understand what that means ali ran the chicago marathon that's what she means that is what she was flying to chicago to run the marathon the following week because she has no sense of enjoying her life because honestly why not make your whole holiday about running 42 kilometers sounds horrible if i'm honest with you do you know what it was a great time but for you yeah i'm really pleased a week before though i honestly was like i've i've knackered myself yeah i was was like i'm ill this is it i'm all caved in i couldn't breathe properly the day after and i think it was just because i'd been a little bit coldy that week Mm. had gone a bit too ham on the megaphone yeah and then just my, like winded my is it mm. what is it your is it your windpipe windpipe esophagus yeah. maybe just strained it a little bit woke mm. up the next day and I was like God I'm struggling to breathe mm. like I couldn't lie down it was really oh, wow. weird that is weird I tell you what going to watch marathon double edged sword because you have an absolutely lovely time but then what do you do you're all fired up on all that energy and you think. Maybe I could run this next year. That's and how that is exactly what happened to me. Yeah. I was all fired up. And then a charity that I really love, Anthony Nolan, was like, do you want to run for us? And I was like, absolutely I do. And then here we are. Yeah. Three weeks later. January rolls around. It's dark. It's wet. And suddenly you realise you've got 16 weeks of training ahead of you. And I'm not quite feeling that energy that I did on that lovely sunny, sunny Sunday <laughs> when I watched the marathon this year. Do you know what, though? It's such a good feeling, and it will be. When you cross that finish line... I think I'll cry. You will. I cry watching videos of other people run marathons. 
I do. It really gets me. It's emotional, isn't it? Like, I literally just need to watch about 10 seconds of someone. Even an Instagram reel gets me going. Wow. And not a lot of things make me cry. I was going to say, we're not criers. We're not criers, but really, like, throwing a bit of Heather Small proud, and honestly, it gets me going. What have you done today? Oh, that's my hype song. Make you feel so. A little fun fact that's not that fun. Yeah. Before every marathon, I play Heather Small the night before and like the morning of. So actually, in Chicago, I was staying in a hostel. Yeah. So I couldn't play Heather Small like I normally would the night before. And I was like, oh no, like this is my ritual. So the following morning, I was at my friend's hotel before the race. I had breakfast at hers, and I was like, we need to listen to Heather Small now. So we put it on a few times and repeat. Got me hyped up. Stunning. It is like the the hype. You visualise the finish line. It, it's a whole process. I'm gonna need to make myself a good running playlist. Yeah, you will. Because I mean, context for people, I'm not a runner. Like I ran nine minutes at the weekend and felt out of breath. So, um, how long do you think I'll do it in? Five, six hours. I think you could aim for five hours. Okay, so we've got to get from nine minutes to five hours. Yeah, five hours of running. Are you going to aim to, like, run the whole thing or do you think you're going to have to walk? I'll walk to stop and chat to people. Yeah. Because High five. As mentioned. Maybe doing, cry a little bit. Doing it for the attention, so, you know. you got to soak up that attention. Going to go big on the crowd vibes. Yeah. I'd hope to run it all, but I'm not, I'm not attached to that. I'd rather finish. That's it. Do you know what? That is literally it. The people put so much pressure on it. And I know it really annoys people who do like a lot of them when other people say well, what's your time or like oh were you aiming for that because actually just running a marathon is so impressive in itself yeah. and so much hard work and like so much goes into it that actually just crossing that finish line is such an mm. achievement doesn't it put you in like the top one percent not top one percent <laughs> but like only one percent of the world has done a marathon something like that. it's really small and i think it's even smaller when you start getting into times like, I think it's something silly, like, 4% of marathoners have done a marathon under four hours. Wow. Because this is the thing, right? When you look online, and especially because I am follow a lot of runners on Instagram, mm. you start really normalising it and how normal it is to run at certain speeds. When actually, step back, the majority of people aren't doing a marathon every year or two marathons every year or whatever. No. Or training for all these big events and doing all these times... But you start to think, oh, yeah, everyone's doing that. No, they're really not. And it, it really is actually quite impressive. And then mm. it's quite a nice thing in yourself to reflect on it and be like, I did that. Yeah, very true. I think I'm trying to see it as like a, a self-development opportunity. Yeah, it is. But like, it's, it's not what it does for the body. It's what it does for the mind. What it does for the mind. I like that. Mine actually, I started running because I wanted to see my body in a performance-based way. Because mm. I used to do a lot of strength training. Right. And I found that very aesthetic based. Mm-hmm. And as someone who, like, had quite an obsession with all of that. Yeah. For me, it was quite nice to step into running and be like, okay, this isn't about how I look anymore. This is about what my body can do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that was mainly it for me, like, mm. getting into it. And then I could not tell you why I continued yeah, doing you're marathons. Yeah, obsessed. Yep. What would you say is one of the biggest things that running has brought to your life? What do I have to look forward to? I think it's a resilience and like almost probably the self-belief 
Because if you can get through that, there's like a particular stage normally at a marathon where your brain really like wants you to stop and like your mind, it's telling yourself like, no, I can do this. Mm. And I think I have that attitude going into other things in life. It's like, this is hard, but I know I can do it. And I, before I go into any race, I always say to myself, like, you have got this. And like, I'll repeat it throughout as well. And I think it is that self-belief that actually, if I can do this, I can do so much. Mm. And it's the discipline as well, I think. think That's one of the key things I've taken from like the whole thing when you zoom out of just the actual event itself. Like running a marathon is like 5% of running a marathon because the training and everything around it is like all part of it. So I think for me, it's like I was able to apply myself and get out there for those training runs, even when it was like, pitch black and pouring with rain and I did that and it all contributed to this end result being able to say that you did that and know that like you put in the work and you showed up and you did it and I feel like it's that mental resilience and grit which I don't actually have a lot of which I think might sound surprising to you but I feel like I've got a lot of it in a work sense like I can really push through and practice self-discipline and like get the thing done with work whereas I feel like personally I almost rebel from that Mm. so I'm like I'm so controlled and disciplined in work that then personally I'm just kind of like well whatever happens it's fine yeah so I'm quite excited to like sharpen my brain a bit I think you will and honestly like those long runs where you're just sort of like by yourself for hours Mm. Like, Jason Derulo has ended up in my Spotify wrapped about three years running. <laughs> Love a bit it's of Jason. horrendous. If, if I don't share my Spotify wrapped at the end of every year, you know why. It's yeah. because my cheesy, like, running playlists have, like, wound their way up there. That's amazing. Awful. But brilliant at the same time, because it is just so, like, time in your own head, which sounds bad, but I think it makes you as a person. Mmm stunning yeah lots well, to look forward to and you know what i'm very glad i've got a close friend who can walk me through it all i'm you're- here with your training plan any running advice yep you're helping me find trainers yeah teach me about gels you're giving me a plan yeah i mean i said to you ali what do i need to do and you're well i'll make you a plan for january onwards so just get like 10k fit by the end of the year <laughs> ali that's two months i've got to go from nine minutes to an hour in two months yeah but you know what i've got this you can do it I can do it. You can and do it. And if people want to support me, I am running it for charity. I literally, I would not be doing it if it wasn't for charity. Like that is the only reason I actually signed up was because I was like, oh, then I'll, I'll feel at least it's not that selfish, is it? You know, I do it for attention and some charity. And, and out of kindness go. of my heart. Yeah, yeah, the perfect mix. And I should say actually, because I just feel like it's a funny story. The charity that I'm running for, Anthony Nolan, they rang me up about my application because it turns out, loads of people want charity spaces because loads of people want to run marathons because people are crazy and they're like oh i need to ask you a few questions to kind of see if we want to give you the spot and in that moment my brain didn't really click into place of like this is to decide if you're going to run a marathon my brain just heard like competition yeah and i was like game on so i was in like prime interview mode they're asking like why are you a good fit for our charity and I'm like well I donated bone marrow through you in 2019 I'm really passionate about the work that you do like I've, I'm a lifesaver and I'm really proud of that and then they're like you know how are you gonna raise the money like, well I've got an online community I'll, I was I'll do events to run this marathon fact, <laughs> literally you know. I was telling them exactly what they wanted to hear and then right at the end of it it suddenly clocked I was like I should not have tried that hard. No. Because she said, Alice, you are my strongest applicant. Yeah, I think you're definitely going to get a space. I was like, damn it. You were like the overachievers come back to bite me again. Literally, I was really hoping I could be like, oh, I tried. I tried to get in, but I didn't. Yeah. 
but the thing is I did get in and here we are and do you know what so many people I know so many people who have tried for years to get in so really it is amazing oh yeah like if you're entering the general ballot it's so hard that is why so many people go for charity places because that is their only Mm. route in Personally, if I asked people now to sponsor me to run a marathon... Absolutely not. No one would Unless do Unless you were wearing a costume, I'm not paying. That's what my housemate said. He was like, look, you've proved you can do this quite a few times. Why don't you just do this one dressed as like a toad or something? I would love that. I would love if you I, did I, it I in a costume. I won't out. You have to run a half in your costume, though, to prove that you can run the full in your costume. Genuinely? Yeah. It's like a test. Especially for, like, the big ones, when they do, like, a fireman or something like that, and there's multiple ones, they have to do a test event first. Like if you're in a Big Ben costume or something quite bulky. Yeah, because I guess they don't want you, like, collapsing or anything bad to happen. I did wonder that when I saw people in their costumes when we watched it. I was like, have they tested that? Like, is this yeah. their first run in that outfit? Can you imagine? I do all my training runs in this outfit. <laughs> Pegging it along South Bank, 6am Saturday morning, dressed as a pencil. I would love that. There are some amazing costumes. There are. I will not be doing it in a costume, but I will be doing it. Yes. And that, I think, is enough. It is indeed. I love it. I feel like this is a good note to end the episode it on. It is. Link in the show notes if anyone would like to donate to Anthony Nolan and motivate me to run. Ali, I'll link to your podcast as well, seeing as is that still live. <laughs> it's still alive if anyone wants to go listen. Yeah, it's during my quarter life. As mentioned right at the start of this episode, Ali is paying £5 a month for that to stay up. So if you want to make that worth our while, go and have a tune in. Um, how has this been as, as your cameo I love this, this little podcast. bit of feedback on my experience. I've loved it. It's been yeah? fantastic. Yeah. Glad to I'll hear I'll be back. It. All right. <laughs> a, a weekly segment where I just talk about running hope anyone that has been drinking throughout this when i've mentioned running um uh, yeah. has probably finished their bottle is on their way to yeah mns potentially to buy another one but they're not a tory yeah absolutely not a tory and on that note good night <laughs> 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 <laughs>